Look at this motherfucker. So American. You're beautiful. <laughs> is that your new backdrop? <laughs> yeah, this is, it's in my office. So uh, I needed a, a, it's a 10 foot flag. So it looked good. It felt like the place to put it. Dude, it's so, pro it's, so it's, it's so appropriate for you. <clears throat> it feels right. Yeah. Feels right. Man, it's yeah. a, a period in time where half the country wouldn't have that on their wall. Isn't that nuts? It's, it is, it is a very, very wild time about, uh, it, I don't know if it's like different views or like, I don't know how everybody doesn't like this thing Yeah, from the right? country, to be honest. Like, like, because, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because it's like, it stands for the good, hmm. but in my opinion, it does. And that's where I think whenever I just said my opinion, I think some people like, fuck that thing. I'm yeah. like, but there's so much great that comes from it. You know, I, I think people see the fault and don't see the good. And they're like, but all these things were bad. And I'm like, yeah, there was bad, but there's so much good that's been corrected and made out of that bad. And I, yeah. the, the part of my feeling is like, I think the, pe the people that, and I, I don't want to generalize because mm -hmm. everybody has a different opinion about everything. But what sure. I see is a lot of people that do uh, don't feel anything for it, haven't been anywhere else. And, and I'm like, I don't know if you realize how good you have it compared to some places on earth. And that's that, uh, I think that's that like entitled bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like a lot of, a lot of, uh, bro, there's bad in anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There is literally bad in fucking anything out there and you'll find it. You'll find it by just searching for it. But I think that, uh, I don't even know how to describe it anymore. It's kind of, it's kind of disgusting how people view, uh, view each other. Yeah. It's nice to Too see that you're it's nice to see that you're proud though. And you're, you're like, you know, not proud in your face, but you're like, I'm proud of like where I come from and what I've done and where we live and all that. I mean, that's nice to hear. Nice to see. It's weird because of this. I'm very proud of, of where I'm from. I'm an American. I'm very proud of it. America has done a lot of great things in the world. Done some fucked up things. Mm. Just like an individual. Yet, like whenever you, so we actually had somebody, uh, they were from, they are from America mm -hmm. stationed in Japan and they, they came into the office and they're part of our demo crew elite. And we were talking to her and they were telling us about Japanese culture. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is very proud people, yeah. like very different culture. Like, bro, it was wild hearing some of the stories, yeah. but they were saying that like their children were born in Japan. Mm -hmm. Okay but they're not Japanese because they're the one they're not, uh, they're not Japanese. There's no yeah. Japanese. Descent. They're from America. They're from America. Yeah. 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 But if you were born in Japan, you have, you're not Japanese. Okay. Okay. And they actually have a word for people that are non-Japanese people who live there. They're like, they're outsiders that come in to live for a certain period of time. They're not ousted, yeah. but they're not, Welcomed they're in. Not, yeah, they're not yeah. as welcomed. Yeah. And they have a name, I think it was Gai Shing. Okay. And there's things over there where they say, no Gai Shing, meaning you're not welcome here. Yeah. Like, no, you, you there are signs on certain places and that you don't go in because you're an outsider and you're not, you don't belong there. Yeah. I'm like, man, no fucking way. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, but they're very proud people. They take pride in their work. Yeah. They take pride in everything that they make. 
Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is wild. And I'm like, don't you think it's weird? Because if you were of, of any other descent, Japanese, Chinese, uh, wherever, Middle Eastern, Middle whatever, Eastern, yeah. If, if you were born in America, like yeah. you're born in America, you're an American automatically. Yeah. We love you. But I'm going to give you, but I'm going to give you the flip side. Just and, and yeah. everybody watching, just please, I'm um, just, just for the sake of conversation. I'm going to yeah. give you, I'm going to give you the flip side. Yeah. I think, I think from what I hear, cause I try and watch all the news, both sides yeah. and get different perspectives from what I see in here. I feel like the people that are born here and you say they're mm-hmm. American, but they feel like they're not represented. Is that fair? Okay. Yeah. Um, but my thing is, I guess this is like kind of my personal feelings mm-hmm. and I, and I don't know just cause I'm, not I'm not that person. Yeah. So how how are you misrepresented? Well, I think they're looking. I think they're looking skin deep. They're like, well, there's not an Arabic guy in like if let's say pretend I was one of those people. There's not an Arabic guy running the government, so I don't feel represented. I mean, I personally think that's a silly comment, but yeah, that's like what I hear coming from those kinds of people. Yeah. I mean, I don't really I don't really care. Yeah. Okay. So right now, the way I, the way I look at everything on a grand scale is is now that uh, now that I'm a business owner and have all these employees, and you you the same. Your company's growing. You need more people. Yeah. If someone want like you, you, motherfucker, you need people. Yeah. And you need good people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, whenever there's a job opening at hostile. Does it matter if that person is white, black, Middle Eastern, gay, straight, anything? Does it matter? No, but for the sake of debate, I'm going to say, for the sake of conversation, I'm just going to say that a country is not a business. Uh, but what I'm stating is, yeah, from my personal view about it, whenever you were talking about anybody to be included in something that you hold so tightly to yourself, yeah. It does not matter what they are, who they are, any no color, nothing. It, the superficial skin deep shit doesn't matter agree. because you're going to invite them into your life. Yeah, I agree. And the way I, I view this country, this country is my life. I'm viewing it as a, as a family representation. And I know that's a simplistic way of looking at things, True. but that goes to say the same in the community. Mm-hmm. If you look at your community that way and you're like, that guy's from the Middle East, fuck him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense to me. I, I hope yeah. nobody clips that piece out. <laughs> <laughs> Just that one sound bite. <laughs> Look at this. It's all you. Yeah. It's, oh, man. Don't and do you're that. in front of an American flag. <laughs> anyway, but I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter because yeah. whenever people come to work here, I'm looking for the person that is going to help this business in the best that it, that it can be. Yeah. And then I think in my community, I, I view the same, like I go to school board meetings now, whenever I'm at the school board meeting, I'm looking at as many ways as possible to help my, to help my district, to help my school, the schools where my kids go to school become better. And I don't care. I don't care who the fuck you are, or what you do. Yeah. I care. Are you benefiting the community and the people? Mm-hmm. And, and with all that being said, we all know those things. If you have a good heart, that's yeah. what you believe. It doesn't matter if you're fucking Canadian. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? You should be proud to be Canadian. But can I, in, but... Can I ask you this question? Yeah. Um, what is, 
Do you think it has something to do with the fact that you've traveled so much and you've been around so many different people? Because I feel um, I have a personal belief that people that don't travel anywhere or are, or ever have any connection to different cultures are definitely more close-minded about these kind of things. Also, I believe it has a lot to do with your upbringing. True. You know, like my mom raised me to be a, a really caring person. My mom's a fucking sweetheart. Yeah. Anybody like uh, growing up, we went to the Hope Center for women and children, donated old clothes. Uh, she donated her time, talked to women that were, you know, abused and had fucked up relationships, kids like and we go there and see it and she'd tell us about what we're doing. And then I have my father, who is just the hardest working fucking guy I've ever met. You know what I mean? So I grew up in a very unique place, uh, just in the sense of a traditional household, but not to say that my parents didn't have their, their blips in their relationship. Um, but it was, that's what I grew up in. And I grew up in a, in a, in a community. My dad always, you know, took, take care of your community. We're, we're going to install countertops at the, at the new fire department. We're going to install countertops at the, uh, at the, at, at the town hall center. And I'm like, okay, cool. I go there and maybe like, thanks, Greg, all these things. So I grew up in that environment to be a part of your community and do a good job. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people grew up like that. No, you know, no. And, and like you said, if you don't travel very much or even just outside of your state or outside of your community, you're gonna be a little closed in. <clears throat> and, but I think that all, what, what I was getting at uh, before this was, I think everybody now understands that what the media and what administrations do, whether it's left or right, uh, they have an agenda and, and that agenda doesn't include you to be included on it. You're yeah. the fucking, you're the pawns. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, we are, and, and, and that's what sucks. And cause you, everybody can feel it. Yeah. Everybody can feel the polarization. Yeah. Yeah. And it really sucks. Yeah, I don't know how to, sometimes I don't know how to bridge the gap. Like if we're talking about the, the V word, you know, people are so, people, I can't even say it because my yeah, channel yeah. got demonetized. Um, don't do it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, people are so for or so against. And I'm like, why don't you just leave everybody the fuck alone? Like, just you do what you want to do. Like, it's, you know, can I be honest with you from the very beginning of this whole thing? I've mm -hmm. been completely indifferent to it. It's the first time in my life when I've said, I don't care that I meant it like 100%. There's not 1% of me that cares. I don't care if you go get it. I don't care if you don't go get it. I just don't give a shit. And I, I just don't understand the, the, the vitriol that's like. You know. and, and it's, I think because of who we are and our, and what we've done, like how we've, Bro, we have, as bodybuilders, have been ousted by the, the mainstream community <laughs> yeah. because we're like, oh, God. Yeah, we're fucked we're anyway. like, hold on. We don't really like to pass judgment here. You know, we're inclusive. Yeah. We don't like that shit. <laughs> and if you want to go do that, you can go do that. And you're like, man, such and such is a wild fuck. Yeah. He's crazy. And you're like, yeah, let's talk about him. This is great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but... I think that we have a different view because we're we're there is a lot of judgment in our industry, but at uh, there at the same time, like if there is somebody outside of the fitness community that starts to attack anybody in the fitness, whether it's powerlifting, bodybuilding, strongman, we're all like, we all get in on it. <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck you guys. Yeah. We're the only ones allowed to judge yeah. these people. That's I'm right, the yeah. only one that's allowed to talk shit on this guy because I'm one of them. That's right. And, uh, and I think, uh, but I think that's why a lot of us are 
Like you want to do it, do it, but don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. So I uh, think, no, go ahead. ahead, No, I just, I, uh, I didn't mean to get into the politics It just the flag (laughs) threw me. I was just, I was happy to see it. I was happy. I watched it. The reason is I just saw a news video, like a news clip. I don't know, man. It it actually bought, I'm not even fucking American. It bothered me. Okay. So I was watching this girl. It was just a news clip of this girl. She must've been, I don't know, 20, 25. And she was walking by this house that had American flags planted kind of all along the front of their lawn. I know which one you're talking about. Have you seen it? And she, there was like, there was like one flag every five feet or something like that, or every couple feet. And she was walking by just kicking. No, she was kicking them over. She wasn't even pulling them out with her hands. She was just kicking them over. And I'm like, and it didn't, I don't know if it, it didn't bother me because I'm not, you know, because I'm American or not American. I think it bothered me because I'm like, you're so fucking spoiled. Like what do you, like, it just explained to me. I just like to grab that person and be like, explain to me what help, how are you helping by doing this? Like, what is this doing by kicking over these? Like, what are you trying to accomplish by kicking over the flags and acting like a cunt? Like, I don't, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. That's, that's what's scary about what's occurring right now, because it's like, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just occurring. Yeah. It's just weird. It's like hate for the sake of hate. It's like, it doesn't even, you know what I mean? That's bad. Yeah. That's really bad. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to take the take the podcast into this weird political turn. I just uh, okay, people uh, people like it. I always like to chop it up with you about shit. Um, the reason I did want to get you on is because you bought a TRX recently, and I just want to talk about your truck for an hour straight. Oh, man, Fuwa, I got really bad news. No, you sold it. Don't tell me you sold it. You wrecked it. You jumped it and you wrecked it. No way. Tell me what happened. It peeled away, dude. I got really comfortable in the truck. For people who don't know what we're before you tell the story, people who don't know what we're talking about. This is the Dodge Ram TRX. It's got 700 horsepower. Uh, it's a super truck that is supposed to be an off-road Baja monster. And uh, and um, Seth bought one a few months yeah. ago, and I've been looking at one ever since, or even okay. before that. And I haven't pulled the trigger. So anyway, tell me what happened. Listen, they are the coolest trucks on the road. The coolest. I am not an impulse buyer. No, not an impulse buyer. I'm very calculated. I'm the most indecisive motherfucker on the planet. It'll take me a week just to pick out like a certain color that I want to wear in a photo shoot. And it'll end up just being jeans and a fucking t-shirt anyway. (laughs) So (laughs) I had this bug up my ass where I'm like, I'm going to go buy a TRX. So I just went out and bought a TRX. The impulse. uh, What's that? The impulse took over. Oh yeah. I was like, fuck it. It's good. I love trucks. Why, why don't I have this truck? Okay. Well, uh, it is, it is the coolest truck on the road, 700 horsepower. It is insane. Yeah. Insane. It is everything that YouTube videos make it out to be. It is everything that you think it is in your head. Yeah. It is the coolest vehicle on the road. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got to call my dealership. One sec. I got to call my fucking car dealership and fucking order. They one. should send me one for free because everybody <laughs> asked me about them. I'm like, they are the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. So I got comfortable in it. 702 horsepower in this bitch fucking rips. Yeah. You hit the gas, it goes. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, I was doing fucking donuts. I'm like, I'm going to test out to see the durability of this bitch. Let's see what it can do. So, I'm fucking ripping around the roads and then I take it off road and I'm like, let's put it in Baja mode. Let's see how fast we can go. 
I'm in a field doing a hundred miles an hour in a flat, truck, flat, flat field, like flat, or are you talking like hills and I mean, there's nothing in, the no, there's, in, in, in Western PA, there's not many flat places. So, I mean, like right. or you can cruise in your, but the thing is with the suspension in it, yeah. whenever you're driving, yeah. you hit a bump. It does not feel like yeah. that yeah. because there's a bump. So right up the road here, there's like a speed bump in the road to keep people from going fast in the back part of this parking lot. Well, I'm like, yeah. It. what better place to test this bitch out so i fucking put it in baja mode and i throw it it's on a straight you know uh asphalt road and i'm like and then there's a speed bump there i'm like let's hit it at 75 <laughs> so i'm flying 75 miles an hour no bump don't even, you don't feel, even it. feel it oh, i love it that's great meanwhile it's a fucking big speed bump in any yeah. truck you're like yeah yeah you feel it not in this truck yeah. not in this one so and i'm fucking ripping around I'm in Baja mode. I go out into the fields and hundred miles an hour, dude, it is the coolest fucking thing on the planet. Yeah. It's so cool. So one day, I mean, I peeled out, of, I peeled out, I've done donuts on asphalt, yeah. you name it. I was doing it. Well, one day it got the best of me. Oh, I peeled out of a parking lot and I'm fucking screeching going side to side fucking cruising laying a serious patch and then all of a sudden took off threw me into an embankment and the embankment was probably about eight foot tall go up the embankment down the other side and then right into a tree oh my god are you serious yeah dude fuck the fucking the frame was twisted how fast were you going to hit the tree well, the thing was, like, I, there, was you no kind of... there was no traction on my tires. <laughs> I was just fucking, I was fishtailing for, for, I was fishtailing for a second and, uh, and it was going back and forth, back and forth. Cause I was doing that. And then, and then all of a sudden dude, it Lost ripped it. and th- I, I was a YouTube video. That's what <laughs> you're the guy, the must- you're the guy in the Mustang that just lost it. <laughs> dude. I'm comfortable enough to say it. Okay. I'm okay with it uh and uh went up but the thing was so i get up i go over and it fucking sends it right into a tree and the fucking front end's mangled the everything's twisted no airbag deployment okay oh shit and so the tow truck driver comes up he comes in and he's like bro what the fuck did you do i'm like what's it look like and he's like looks like this bitch got away from you and i was like what's this <laughs> he's like man he's like this is the TRX, right? And I'm like, yes. yeah, yeah, it is. And he's like, oh, is this really hurt? And he's like, how, how'd the airbags not go off? And I'm like, I think it was meant to do these things. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, it definitely was. And uh, so he's pulling it out. And, you know, I had to call Hannah. Yeah. I called her. I'm like, hey. She's like, why are you calling me right now? And I'm like, oh, oh man. No. I'm like, don't get upset. I wrecked my truck and she's like, you mother fucker. She's like, I hated that truck since the beginning. I can't. And she just started laying into me. I get off the phone and she's coming and I'm like, man, she's going to be pissed. So I'm talking to tow truck driver. I was like, Hey, I was like, wife's coming. She's super pissed. And he's like, man, he's like, she really liked the truck, huh? She loved this. And I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> I was like, he thought that like that was her favorite yeah. truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, she's pissed at me because I could have killed myself, you know. Fuck. And uh, and yeah, but so, she came pissed. Okay, dude. That's see, this is what I'm worried about. 
Okay, can I tell you? So I ordered one. Fucking right. Yeah, you should so, I want to order another one? So <laughs> I gotta just I gotta wait like six more months until she calms down. Gotta wait till she yeah she can fucking breathe a bit. Um, I ordered one. I'm waiting two weeks. It should be here, and it's, I'm like a kid at Christmas. I'm like because I'm unlike you. I'm the most impulsive person on earth. But you're experienced at driving fast vehicles. I'm not like a race car driver or nothing. I'm worried. I, but the thing is, I'm different than you in this way. So when I had a, I have my Corvette. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's I, what I mean. You've had these vehicles. Yeah. You've had crazy vehicles yeah. before. So I took it to the track once, mm-hmm. and it's got carbon ceramic brakes, and they're meant to like never fail and never fade. And I went to the track for half a day. I melted all four of my tires, and my brakes were screeching afterwards. I was done, and they're fourteen thousand dollar brakes. Yeah. So I'm like, I taught myself at that point. I was like, okay, I have the money to buy the car. I don't have the money to fuck around with the car. So ever since that first Corvette, I've learned this is an expensive fucking car. I can't. Cause like I thought to myself when I get the track hawk, I'm like, yeah, I want to go off road. And I'm like, you're going to fuck it up. Don't go off road. Just have the truck and be happy with the truck. And you dude, you wrecked your truck. Oh yeah. I, like I said, I'm going to buy another one. There's no way I'm not. There's no way I'm not. <laughs> is it that? Is it that good? It's the coolest thing on the road. How bad is the? How bad is the? I gotta ask you, and I know everybody asks you. How bad is the gas? It, like eight really... miles, like, like eight miles per gallon. Six, ten. Tell me you got ten. Yeah. Uh, if you are in Baja mode for a ripper to like head to like you say you want to go into the office or wherever you're going or whatever, like you're heading to the gym. You put it into Baja mode and rip there. You are not getting anything better than six miles and six miles per gallon. Fuck. Oh well. I mean, I averaged. I took it out to. I took it out to Harrisburg, which is about a three-hour trip from here. Mm. I took it out there, and I got. I want to say I got like eleven miles per gallon. That's not bad. I was ripping. I was going fast. I mean, for people listening, that is bad. But <clears throat> like my lifted trucks were. Yeah. Around 11, 12, 13. Yeah. You know, you put. Yeah, you. If you get to a red light and then just do nothing but hammer on it to get there, yeah, you're looking at you're looking at four. Well, five. I mean, I have the track four or five. <laughs> Bro, you I'm um, okay. So before I did this, we had so many funny videos planned because just the mayhem of it. Yeah. Bro, you will be, you will literally watch it. Seriously, eh? Oh yeah, dude. Well, luckily it luckily down. it's not my daily. Like I have a daily. Yeah. This is kind of I traded my track hawk for it. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good, good trade. Good trade. I think, I, I, well, I think it's a good trade. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you, there's no way you're going to be disappointed. It's the coolest thing on the road. It literally is the most fun truck on the fucking road. Okay. I have a question for you. So when you got yeah. yours, did you get the Ram bar or no? No. This, uh-uh. this, this thing here, just so people know what I'm talking about. This, this Ram bar here on the back, this thing, did you get it? No, I didn't. It, the one, the, the one uh, that I got literally came in the day before I called because the dealer right up the road is the one that I get all my trucks from. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they had one in and they had it ordered. They ordered it and it had, um, all the custom stitching, like it was black seats, black interior, but then they got the carbon fiber, their version of the carbon fiber all through it. And then it had red stitching on the seats. It was a, it was a really cool package. Um, but they didn't have the Ram bar on it. Well, the question I'm wondering is, do I get, what color did you get? Like a black. Yeah, yeah. I wanted I wanted white. I told him I wanted white or silver. Mm. But he's like, I because I like the lighter colors show the lines a little bit more. Sure. But and I've you always will... had I've always had black cars too. So I was like, ah, I kind of wanted something different. 
But then he's like, you're going to have to wait an extra like two months. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll take the black one. No, take black one. You're good. Um, Listen, there is nothing that I did not like about this truck. The gas mileage didn't bother me at all. You're like, fuck it. I'll pay for it. Yeah. It was the coolest thing in the world. Okay. So let me, I got to ask. I'm going to get another one. I've made my mind up. (laughs) Good. Good. Hopefully when all this shit is over with the C word, I can drive over and we can go Baja together. Yeah, yeah, we'll it. wreck it together. I mean, we'll drive it together. Yeah. Okay, so I have to show you this. Yeah, I had I asked I had a poll going of like uh-huh. seven hundred people answered. <clears throat> I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. So I don't know. You didn't modify yours at all, did you? You didn't do anything to it. I didn't have time. Didn't have okay. time. Yeah, you <laughs> you wrecked it before you could fix it. <laughs> so this guy up here has twelve inch wide wheels. Yeah, and twenty two inch rims. Yeah, on a thirty five inch tire. So you can yeah. see more mm-hmm. wheel, more wheel, a little less yeah. tire. This guy down here has 12 inch wide tires and sorry, 12 inch wide wheels, but he's got mm-hmm. like, I don't know. These look like they're 19s or 20s, maybe, maybe, yeah, 18, 18, maybe, maybe 18s on a 35 inch tire. So mm-hmm. do you like more rubber, more wheel? I'm more, I'm more rubber guy. I thought so. Yeah. I'm, I'm that, I'm that Western PA like, uh, bro, I'm so since I can't do this, I'm, I'm looking at old square bodies. And, uh, and that's where I'm like, yeah, I like the more rubber. I've always been that look just it's old school, but, um, on this truck, I honestly believe you can't go wrong because yeah. it's still a meaty looking truck on the top. It's still with, with 20, with what is those 22s you said this with 22s, 22s it's yeah. still, yeah, it still looks meaty. Yeah. Um, but I prefer, I mean, I like the, I like black over the red, but I like the, the big tires over the, uh, the big, the big wheels over the, over the small wheel. You mean? Yeah. Man, that so, black sick. I just, I don't know how much off-roading I'm going to do, to be honest, because I think I will wrap it around a tree. You so, will. So I'm yeah. like, if I'm not going to off-road it, I feel like more wheel is the way to go. Yeah. I mean, but it's still a meaty look. It's not like you, it's not like you went like 24s on. No, like I don't want to, I don't want to do that. That's, that's too no. much. I've seen some that have that and I'm like, ah, you kind of ruined your truck. Yeah, you see them on like on big super duties and shit, but you don't see them. You won't see them on that. I don't think you could go wrong. Yeah, I did it on my on my super duty. I did that. I had twenty fours, but I felt like yeah. that, that kind of suits that truck a little more. So yeah, yeah. this one because it's like an off road truck. I'm like, ah, maybe you can't go too big on the wheel. You're anyway. gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm like fucking counting the days. Um. Anyway, more importantly, I'm sorry about your truck, man. I can't get over that. That's fucking crazy. <sighs> you know, it's that thing that. I do dumb shit. I do. <laughs> I love that I you're so. It. I love that you're so open about it. <laughs> you know, it's it's part of everything. Like you know, wild. Like I've always been attracted to wild shit. You know, I, I that's why I love bodybuilding. And my personality is like a one hundred percent or zero percent. Yeah, I yeah. literally am that type of guy. Yeah. And even though, even though we get older, like whenever we were talking, we we're like, man, that. I had the the magazine the flashbacks, like, yeah, yeah, the flashback, and it's like we weren't we're not young anymore, but no. there is still that dumb shit. Like we got older, I'm like now I understand why old men were still like, man, look at the ass on that. Like it does not go away. <laughs> no. It's not going away. No, not at all. Um, so I want to ask you. So you look good. You look healthy. I know you had some thank you some health things you were dealing with, and you've corrected them by mm-hmm. yourself, which is great. Like no medication, yeah. none of none of that. Yeah. How is, I watched one of your recent videos, you're doing some functional training and more cross, I don't want to, I don't know if you want to call it CrossFit style. Yeah, but, CrossFit, you know, it's fine. Uh, I'm comfortable with my I sexuality. Don't wanna, I don't want to offend you. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's like I can't even say the word. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I should call uh, him. Did I say so, he's doing CrossFit? I don't want to offend him. <laughs> well, then, there was people that are saying, I'm like, guys, it's okay. Like, yeah. there was a couple people that were like, like you fucking bash CrossFitters forever. And I'm like, bro, I'm like the one guy that was like, don't judge people in the gym. Yeah. I don't care if you're whatever you're doing, just don't be a douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, the functional training was good for me because what being open about it, the, the bodybuilder style workouts, I love them. Yeah. I absolutely love them. Um, but whenever for me mentally, like to get out of the gear use and to yeah. get to the TRT, I had to get away from that style of training because I chased the feeling and that yeah. feeling came from testosterone, D ball pumps, all of it. And I'm like, okay, you know, personally, this just me personally, mm. if I do those styles of workouts, I'm going to see myself going, eh, what's another like hundred megs a week. Yeah. Before I know it, I'll go from two to 300 from three to 400. And you know, it's easy to say you won't do those things. And I might not have, but at the end of the day, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to foolproof this fucking plan. Yeah. I'm going to get away from it. And it's personally, cause I don't have to push big weight anymore. And if I, and if I kept doing it, it would be, I feel like it would have been bad for me personally. Um, other people perfectly fine with it. And I still yeah. do bodybuilder style workouts, just not every day anymore. That's all. Can I, that's actually incredible that you said that because so obviously, you know, I'm retired or whatever, yeah, I'm yeah. almost, almost retired, whatever I'm going to call it. Um, I still have a little hope in the back of my head, but anyway, so, <laughs> so let's just say I'm retired. I, you saw me posing this morning, all my stories. I'm still in it. <laughs> Man, I could do a show. <laughs> you actually could though. You actually, no, no, if no, you put no. back, well, I don't want to put you, send you down that road. <laughs> back on some shots. Yeah. <laughs> Sets back on a cycle next week. No, um, no. So this is the thing. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm older and I got to change my workouts because I just can't hack squat fucking 10 plates anymore. I can't squat five plates anymore. It's not one, well, number one, it hurts painfully. Number two, yes. it's interesting. You said that because to if to try and do those workouts without gear is actually mentally very challenging for guys like us, because we've been to such a place beforehand, right? Like when you've been to five, six plates on a weekly basis, it's hard to all of a sudden, Oh, I'm only going to squat two plates. And, and I don't know if it's an identity thing or it's whatever it is, but me personally, like doing that, like, I, I, I was on gear for, since I was 20 years old, Yeah, so 16 years of strong yeah. gear use and abuse. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, we're like, ah, oh, you know, natural this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, it's a big thing mentally yeah. that I'm rewiring myself of the next, the next steps of my life. And I think that I'll, there's not many, there's not many retired pros or people that did this for almost two decades to come out and say, yeah, this is just what I'm doing. And I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah. No, you're going to go through some shit and, and it's, and it's, everybody's doing it in their own personal way. Yeah. Cause there's, there's no book on this shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no book on it. And we all have to go through it and transition out of it. Cause some people, um, and, and we see it, they don't make it that far. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're, they're not fortunate to make it to that far or ever pull themselves out of it to take the next steps in life. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's tough. I've dealt with some, I mean, I don't know 
you know, how deep we want to get, but I've dealt with some really fucking tough days. Yeah. Oh yes. It's partially identity. Like when we're talking about identity, that's a really tough part. Cause you're like, this is all I've known for 20, like eat, sleep, breathe. There was no podcast. There was no videos. There was no business. There was no coaching. I mean, coaching off and on, but there was no, it was just eat, train, fucking sleep. Go to just you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's weird. It's like, I tried to talk to my brother about it and he's like, you know, things change, you know, get another career. And it's like, I don't think you get like the amount of like when literally nothing else on earth matters except for this one fine point and then it's taken away. You're like, holy fuck. Now what? Right. And it is it. I mean, I say I use the word identity because my entire life was that guy. Yeah. Even my personal life, my home life, my work life, you know, I've invested, I invested decades of my life to, to what this company is right now. And the yeah. same goes for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whenever you were a broke ass motherfucking bodybuilder with no money, still find a way to eat, still find a way to train, still find a way to live and have that little bit of fucking normal life in you. You made no money and you were living on the edge yeah. on some credit on whatever it may have been. And now whenever people see you and we joke around about buying three, four vehicles and things like that, you're like, no, 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 I've invested everything. My whole entire identity and life has been built upon these days that I'm living right now. Yeah. And then I didn't think, I thought that all these things would be occurring whenever I was in the middle of it all. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not on the back end when I'm, I'm literally a big time business owner now. Yeah. I'm 206 pounds instead of 250 fucking sauced out stiff yeah. dick squatting 600 pounds. No, I'm like, so I'm going to do my cardio this morning. I'm going to have a light <laughs> breakfast. I'm going to eat my greens. I'm going to have one cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, and, you know, before it was like, I'm going to fucking slam a pot of coffee this morning. Yeah. And it's so it's the identity part is um, it's, it's a transition and it is, it is tough. Can I ask you, so you retired a long time ago. It's like, yeah. you know, what, 2015 or 14? 13. Oh. 13. Okay. So quite a while ago. Yeah. But I don't know. So did you go through, so it, it's been five years since I competed, but it's only probably mm -hmm. been two years or maybe a year since I kind of knew like, that's it. Right. Yeah. And I didn't really start to deal with the, oh shit, I'm retired until it wasn't when I stopped competing. It was when I realized I wasn't going to compete again. So yeah. it's only been like this last year. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I'm wondering is you've only downsized in the last year. Mm -hmm. So did you deal with the retirement issues before, or did you just start dealing with them now after you finally realized I can't be big anymore? I can't be that guy anymore. I, I never competed because like back in like, say, let's say, let's say like 18, 19, yeah. 18, whenever I was fucking jammed. I had in my head that I could fucking go ahead and put and string together six months and be like, I'm coming to fuck shit up. Yeah. And I was like, but I was like, is it worth it? Because I won't be building what I'm building right now. Sure. All those years have built into what we have now. And it's really special. And I don't know if me competing then would have in inhibited what's occurring now, this growth and all these great things. And I'm like, man, I don't know. And uh, right now I look back at it and be like, I should have did it. 
Like you should have did it. <laughs> should have did it while I could. Yeah. 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 And I, but at the same time, I do have a lot of great stuff. But right now, I'd say probably since I tore my tricep, yeah, I've realized I look and I'm like, I'm never going to be the same. I should have did is it. That, is that when the retirement, like the real mm-hmm. retirement feelings? Yeah. Is that yeah. when that started to hit you? Yeah. Whenever I, whenever I started training again yeah. and I was looking at myself and after having the, 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 the health blips, I look and I'm like, I'm actually done. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. It's all gone. Is that, it's all gone. was that painful or cause the thing is this. So when I did talk to my brother, there was one really bad day where I was like really fucked up. Yeah. Call my brother and we're talking about it and he's trying to make me feel better and trying to talk me through it and shit. And he's like, you know, you got the podcast, the podcast is really successful. We got the business, the business is doing great. You know, he's, cause he's partners with us in the business. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's still not the same. And I'm not saying I don't love what I'm doing. I'm not saying I don't love yeah. the podcast. I'm not saying I'm not the, the business is so fulfilling. Right. But it's a different oh, yeah. feeling. And I don't know, like, do you deal with that? Or is it like, has it been an, been able to fill the void? No, eh? that I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm right there with you because I'm still trying to find out how that void is filled because that whatever the void was before we started doing these things, like whenever you're like, why did you start lifting weights in the first place? Mm. You know what I mean? You were filling a void. Okay. Yeah. So whenever I started filling that void is like now. I don't, I don't want to say maybe this is too deep or I'm going to a place I don't really understand. I'm trying to figure it out mm. because right now that void is not filled. And it's like, I filled that void 20 fucking years ago. But if let's answer that though. So if we filled that void, if you asked me when I was 20, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Yeah. Uh, first thing that came to mind was competition. I was like, well, I used to play football. There's no more football around. I want something to channel my physical outlet. Okay. It was competition, right? And mm-hmm. then I think the second thing that would come to mind would be, I need something to really challenge myself. Yeah. Okay. But if those are the two things, like maybe there's something deeper, but if those, yeah. are, the two, if, if those are the two things, wouldn't, wouldn't our businesses fulfill those two things? I was just going to say those things. I was just going to say that because you, you know how hard it is to build a business. Yeah. And you're like, well, business is doing pretty fucking good. I'm pretty fucking good at this. Yeah. So I'm still searching for something. <laughs> it's not the same void. Yeah. No looking. Maybe. Because, Let's go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, because whenever you're like competition, all right, well, you're, you're selling supplements and literally you're selling things in literally the most saturated competitive industry yeah. Yeah. in my opinion, Definitely. because it's global and it's like how many fucking pre-workouts are on the market? Sure. Tons. Yeah. So, yeah. and and it's like the competition side of it, it you liked it to be physical. You know yeah. what I mean? That that's the thing that I'm looking at them. The the thing is I'm like, I like physical physical things. Yeah. I like it. And I, you know, I, me doing the functional training, it's mm-hmm. physical. And I'm not really great at it. I used to be an athlete, but I'm like, and then doing some kickboxing stuff. We have our MMA fighter, and uh, I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna go kick the back. And I get in there and I'm like, holy fuck. You're like, I can't kick the bag. <laughs> These guys are really good. This is very, <laughs> like, you know, I've been, you know, we've been the big guys this whole time, strong and, yeah. and people look at us and then you get in there and you're like, 
I don't think I should roll around with this. No, I don't. I'm, I'm literally a white belt. This is my first day. I'm yeah. 37 years old. And this fucking kid's 24 years old and just chomping at the bit. He's getting paid to beat the fuck out of people. <laughs> yeah. This isn't going to go my way. No, definitely not. But those are, I think uh, that's where I'm kind of getting outside of my comfort zone, toying with it yeah. and saying, yeah, let's, let's try it out because I like the physical shit. Sure. Um, because you, you and myself, I put us in that older school category of before phones and the internet mm. of literally being the, the, the Dorian Yates, I, I, uh, concepts of like being the shadow. Yeah, You're like, yeah. I'm going to put my hood up and I'm going to do hack squats until I fucking can't hack squat anymore. And yeah. nobody's going to know how hard I'm working. Yeah. I'm going to go put 405 on the bar and squat until I can't squat anymore. Yeah. And the only people that are going to see it are the people in the gym. And there might be two motherfuckers. Yeah. And yeah. you'll be that story for if food was in the gym. He did 37 reps with 405 on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. like, no, he didn't. You're like, motherfucker, yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. Do, so, you think it, do you think part of it is... I always wonder this too. Do you think part of it is that bodybuilding is very, uh, there's a self mastery in it that you can't really get anywhere else because when it comes to business, there's a team, right? Like you have a team, yes. you know, Bob and Pat and Mike yeah. and you yeah. know, whoever, all your staff, of course. And yeah. I have a, I have a team and yeah, you know, even the podcast, like I do the podcast by myself, but it doesn't work without a guest. And like, yeah. you know, the thing, it, there's no self-mastery. So maybe that's that's, good, that's part of it also, you know? Very good point. Yeah. I think that, I think, uh, I think that's a big thing because uh, we, we found such, we found such love for punishing ourselves. Yeah. But the reward for the, the work we were doing was so great. Yeah. It, it, bodybuilding really does strike a chord with all of us that, I'll say it's really, I'm having a hard time finding that next thing that, that really hits that same chord because dude, there is nothing like killing a fucking workout, having a great meal, and then watching all of your work come to life. Yeah. The next day, the next two days, you're like, that was a killer weight leg workout. And you're like, man, I'm going to do that workout because that's the one that hit my leg. Like you're watching it occur over the next day, the next day, and the next day. Cause you're, you, you, you never stopped. You analyzed every workout, you yeah. analyzed the exercises that got you there. And, and that, that term self mastery is, is really good. The pain, the pain always gave me more satisfaction than the, the, oh, next, yeah. the next day. If I couldn't walk, I was like, yeah, I fucking killed that shit. <laughs> if, if you weren't sore, you're like, hmm. yeah. Maybe I took a day off yesterday. I didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a bitch, huh? Yeah. How was that with the fucking pussy? Yeah, that okay. makes you feel. <laughs> so let me yeah. ask you. So, so the MMA thing is interesting because I've been thinking about doing uh, jujitsu classes. But I want to ask you. So do on I, the, on, do I, I want. I do want to do. It. I got to drop some weight because I'll fucking get killed right now at 280 pounds. But just don't get an arm bar. <laughs> don't so get an arm bar. Does that? Okay. So we were talking about squatting. You know, when no one's watching. Yeah. When you're, when you're doing the functional stuff, do you still get a lot of satisfaction out of going, I did whatever, I don't know, the movements, burpees, whatever the fuck you're doing. Right. Yeah. I did, I did a hundred this week. I did 150, you know, the next week, like, do you still get that same kind of like, so I'm, I'm, I'm pushing myself. I'm learning because I'm searching for that. And Hannah's watching she's like, cause we'll do workouts on the weekend together. Yeah. She'll be like, can we go? And I, and she, that's similar training that she does now. Okay. And like, whenever I'm doing something, she's like, you are so explosive. 
That's awesome. She's like, you are so intense. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> and uh, like, but it's, there's no more, there's no more pump. Okay. Yeah. There's no more pump. Yeah. The burn is in your chest because you are that, winded. But does that winded feeling give you as much satisfaction as the pump? It's, it's, I, I've had a few workouts where I am like, holy fuck, I'm actually, I'm actually getting pretty good at this. Yeah. And that's a satisfaction thing. Like, so whenever I'm able to do these intense sessions, like I do them in, you know, rounds, if I do a round and it's, um, and it's like six and a half, seven minutes long mm -hmm. and I do it and I get better at it or cut time off of it. And at the end of it, I'm literally on the ground gasping for air. I'm like, bro, this is some shit that people don't like doing. Oh no. Because yeah. it does not feel good. And that's yeah. the only thing that has come close to, because after a, after a crazy drop set on squats or anything like it, you're like, at the end of it, you're like, nobody's doing this. Yeah. Yeah. This that, shit sucks. There's a lot of satisfaction knowing you can do something that not a lot of people can do. And, and, yeah. and that's what I've been searching for. And uh, I found it a couple of times, but it's really hard because some days I really don't want to fucking do it. I really, I, I don't love it like I love squats. <laughs> Let me, let me wait. Let me, before you go on, um, how good does it feel when your wife tells you you're great? Even though you oh, know it, it's like it's funny because like in the back of your head, you know I'm like you're my wife. You got to say that. Like you're just you're, you're of course you're by like my wife will watch one of my videos or something I post on Instagram or uh, she used to film me or she'll come to the gym. And she'll be like the same same. She'll be like you're so intense. She's like nobody trains like you train. I'm like. In my head, I'm like, they all train like I train, right? But you still fucking feel great. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like, you're like, so there's three people you should never watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't watch Brett Wilkin. Don't watch no. fucking Nick Walker. Like, please, yeah, no. But um, mm -mm. but that little bit, it's funny what it does to a guy. It's such a fucking meathead thing. But like your <clears throat> woman being there or saying something to you can just drive you to another level for sure for sure yeah for sure because like it's uh her saying it like because i you pride yourself on it yeah you know somebody might be better at it but you're like motherfucker i'm gonna work really hard and it's uh yeah i, I mean and the same goes back to her because she after the baby she's been on a fucking for the past probably like eight weeks yeah. she's been on this fucking rampage to get in really good shape because she's never been in really great phenomenal shape and uh and the same thing because whenever i compliment she's like you really think so and i'm like yes like you don't see it like you yeah. look completely different yeah you know so is that but, just is, is that a product of maybe you're doing something that she can relate to more now because she wasn't into bodybuilding so maybe she can do the crossfit stuff so she's maybe she's taken to it more oh yeah oh yeah and the progress because like i'm i'm in real i'm in the best shape of my life yeah, I've never been in better shape. And she recognized it because, you know, whenever we met, we met in 17. Yeah. So she, she's seen fucking me sauced out of my mind in 18, <laughs> like fucking 240 pounds, like breathing are, heavy. <laughs> I'm fucking running. And it's like, she's yeah. like, you look like fucking SpongeBob, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> now I'm like fucking limber. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, what uh, I was going to ask you. So the baby, you have a son, you show him all the time on Instagram. He's fucking adorable. What's it like having a son after having uh, two daughters? 
my kids are, I'm going to be that typical dad. My kids are the greatest kids on the planet. Yeah. They all are unique in their own way. Um, Adeline is very intelligent. Uh, Emmy is, uh, Emmy's the special one. She loves attention yeah. and uh, she'll do anything she can to get attention. A little frightening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all knew girls like that in high school. You got to keep her off the pole, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not good. Not good. Uh, but then SJ is, he's worse than those two girls combined times really? two as children. Why? He is, oh, bro, he's in everything. Yeah. Anybody that says boys are boys and girls are the same, all that bullshit, they yeah. are fucking yeah. not. Yeah. This kid is, he is just destructive. He wants to be in everything. He doesn't listen well. He just, like, I have two other kids. Those kids listened. They listened differently. I know he's only, he's, you know, one and a half, but he does, nothing bothers him. He was, we were over uh, the other day at Mike's house. He's walking around the trucks and his fucking head is hitting off the bumper because he's chasing a ball and like hit the bumper, didn't cry, just then got down further, went picked the ball up on his way up whacked his head on the way up Go yeah on. the kid is the kid is a, there he is yeah. there yeah He's this fucking kid. thank you yeah you he look, is you look like you're just having a lot of fucking fun um um uh having having sj has been one of the reasons that i've been uh taking my health very seriously uh yeah. he's he's you know let's cut the bullshit here um with all the with all the money that uh i make in my entire lifetime oh that was a rough day there Dude, this was a great post you want to talk you want to talk about this before you go on yep might as well get into this one this is emmy this is emmy doing uh sit-ups because she was misbehaving at practice this is emmy um like at practice she'll she'll strive for attention she'll do whatever and uh she was acting up at practice one day and and uh, hannah told her at dinner she's like hey you know told me about what happened i said emmy you know how we feel about this if you misbehave again you're gonna have to come and train with me yeah and uh and she's you know she's all welled up and crying and stuff and she's like okay i won't i won't i won't i'm like good job the very next day she acted up at practice about doing sit-ups. Yeah. She's like, she's like, uh, Hannah came over and she's like, she didn't want to do her sit-ups right, blah, blah, blah. Cause you have to do them a certain way to get as much tension on your core as possible for gymnastics. Yeah. So I was training the older girls at the time. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, you're fucking kidding me. So I'm like, all right. I was like, girls, we're done. Get out. Emmy, come here. And she's like, she was sit up. So I was like, Emmy, you're going to do sit-ups until you can't do a fucking sit-up anymore. She's seven. Yeah. I'm like, what am I? I'm like, all right, she'll do a hundred setups or get around there. And that'll be that. Yeah. And, um, so we started and then she got to 50 and I'm like, okay, she got to 75 and I'm like, man, I was like 75 <laughs> sit-ups in a row stuff. She got to a hundred and I'm like, oh boy. And at this point, like I have to be a prick. I have to be a prick. Yeah. There's no way around it. You can't just baby your kids all the time. So I'm like, as a kid, you get to 150, I'll be, I'll be impressed. Yeah. She got the 150. Did you, did you say that to her, or are you keeping a stern face this whole time? No, I was a stern face prick yeah. the whole time. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, 
fuck you. You're an asshole. Yeah. I'd love to beat your ass, but yeah, you know, she's seven now. You can't really beat a seven year old's ass all the time. Like yeah, yeah, she's younger, this... you can, but so uh, she got to 150, 175, and I'm like, oh, bitch. <laughs> and she's starting to well up, like starting to get watery eyes yeah. and like starting to stutter. And you can see it starting to become painful. And I'm like, okay, good. You're going to fucking quit now. Soon. Now we're starting. Yeah. 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 And then like it did. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my phone out because I think this is like the stuff you see on the internet when a kid does something pretty <laughs> profound. So I was like, all right, I got you. I got my phone out and she gets there and I'm like, bitch is going to get to 200. She got to 200 and then she kept going. And like in the video, you heard her, her voice start cracking because it yeah. just, she get there. I'm like, this is going to be it. This is whenever she's going to stop. Nope. She kept going. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, holy fuck. So at that point, like Hannah wasn't in there. It was just her and I. Yeah. And um, I got up and I looked and I said, you keep doing fucking sit-ups. And I went into the other room and I got Hannah. It's like, you need to come here. <laughs> so Hannah comes and sits down and she's like 237, 238. And Hannah's like, she's like, why won't you do that in practice? I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't scream at her yet. Don't yeah. scream at her yet. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets to 252. And I'm like, I was like, all right, you're done. And she looked at me all teary eyed and everything. And I'm like, that was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen someone do in my entire life. Wow. I was like, I was like, do you understand what you just did? And she's, you know, she didn't really know. And I'm like, Emmy, you are gifted in so many ways. Yeah. But all of your setbacks, all of the, all of these crying for attention, they will be setbacks in your life and hold you back from doing some of the most incredible things that you'll ever do in your life. Yeah. I was like, the display that you just put on, not many people would complete it. Yeah. You did it. And you have to understand what your capabilities are. And I said, I can't punish you with physical fitness. I was like, I can't. Yeah. I was like, there's no punishing you. I said, so now the next steps, if you do this, I will take things away from you in your life that you care a lot about. I was like, you won't be getting nighttime snacks. You won't be, you won't be getting, you know, your, your phone time, all these things, you know, she does her games on her phone. I'm like, yeah. I was like, you won't get any of them and I'll take them away forever until you act how I believe you, you should act. And she's like, how long is that? And I'm like, it could be years, Emmy. You know, I was like, until I think that you're you need to be you. Kids are the best. And, how, how long is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. No, that's what I mean. She's a manipulative little shit. <laughs> she's like, I can deal with it. How long is that for? <laughs> that's what I mean, dude. You know what so, I wondered? I wonder when I'm watching the video, because it's, it's still playing off screen. Yeah. I wonder when I'm watching the video, is she doing that many because you're like, it's also the same attention. Like you're watching her. So she likes that you're watching her. So she'll just keep doing it as long as you're watching. Her. Oh, that's what I mean. It's, it is, she is, she's a different child. Yeah. Like we had, um, we had Lexi Priestman. Lexi Priestman is, uh, she was an LSU gymnast. She was yeah. one of the baddest ass gymnasts in the fucking game, elite level gymnast, uh, Missed the Olympic trials by 29 days because she was 29 days too young to go to the Olympics. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. And then after that, she mangled her shoulders, had nine surgeries. She's a savage. Yeah. So Hannah's like one of her biggest, she's one of, Hannah is like a huge fan of her. Okay. Yeah. So we brought her in to help choreograph the girls over in gymnastics because I viewed it as like, she's like a bodybuilder. I'll pay her money. She'll come in for the weekend 
it'll be like a guest pose. Yeah. And she came in and choreographed all this stuff for all the older level girls. It's awesome. All the optionals. And while she was there, Emmy, she saw Emmy and she's like, that's your kid, huh? And Hannah's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's Emmy. That's our kid. And she's like, that one's special. And I'm like, really? Please tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm curious. She's like, Emmy is what every big time gym coach looks for. What she has that? all these, uh, I don't know. It's just it. She kept saying she, oh, she couldn't it. give you like a tangible answer as to what it was. She could, but I, I'm not, I'm not educated enough yeah, to do yeah. so. Yeah. So pretty much what it was is Emmy's Emmy's doing skills. She's seven years old and she's doing skills that most 11 year olds can't do. Oh, okay. Okay. So she's ahead, she's and, ahead of her time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very, very much so. And at this age is whenever certain coaches really start paying attention. They just track. Yeah. Because gymnastics, by the time you're 20, dude, you're smoked in gymnastics. Yeah, you're yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. And um, she's like, you need to take Emmy to big national camps. You need to display yeah. her. You need to put her on there for people to see. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she's seven. That's cool, That's cool though, man. The so genet we're genetics, genetics running the family. But yeah, this kid is, um, she is a, uh, she's a phenom. She is, she's, yeah. She's gonna be a handful to fucking deal with. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah. though, man. That's so going yeah, back, going back to what we were saying before. So, but I with but little, I with just little, said you're you're having a lot of fun. So, what is what? Go ahead and say what you're with, gonna say before I interrupt. But with little SJ, it's uh, you know, the my health kick is all based around him. It's yeah. all based around him. Uh, bro, you can, I can give my kids, I can give my girls, you know, I'm hoping whenever they're, you know, older, whenever they're in their twenties, they'll find a really great guy, somebody to take care of them, somebody to watch over them, somebody to make sure that they're well taken care of. Um, like, like I have done with Hannah, you know, I make sure everything's good, but with SJ, you can't leave them money. I can't just leave SJ money and be like, here's money. Like do a good job. No, yeah. I have to instill values. I have to teach him to be a man. I have to teach him to be a better version of myself. That's what I hope he grows up to become. Yeah. And, um, and with all that, that's, you, you can't buy those things. There's no money that can, that can, I think can't. I just looking at this photo and I'm like, Evan would be jealous of this tractor. Oh, the this John lawn, Deere. Of this lawn. <laughs> he, he's, he, he's old school. He's got a couple sick old school mowers. I had him on yesterday. He bought a skag. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. So it's, I, it puts nice lines and it puts nice lines in the grass and the lawn. It's a nice mower. Nice mower. You guys are dads for sure, man. I'm so, so I'm so out of touch. I have a guy who cuts my grass. I don't even fucking my my <laughs> lawn my lawn is like 20 feet fucking deep. It's like not even Yeah. Um so Seth, are you still you seem like you're removed from the sport, but not fully removed from the sport. And I asked Evan this same question yesterday. Are you a fan of the sport still? Do you still follow everybody? Do you still oh, watch all the shows? I'm, I watch everything. So you're still watch, like immersed. Oh, oh, yes. I watch everything. I see everything going on. Um, the, uh, especially right now, because I believe that in open bodybuilding, this is one of the greatest times in open bodybuilding in a long time. Yeah. The young guys coming up are super competitive. Um, it's really nice to see what you have done for the sport and what you've been doing over the past year to build, uh, the podcast and get these, everybody involved in the sport. Yeah. It is great because especially at times like this, with all the bullshit going on in the world, this is a great ex escape from an, for an entertainment standpoint. Yeah. 
because the bodybuilders are still leaving it. They're still putting it on the line. They're still going after everything they ever wanted. Um, and it's great to see you make sure these people that are doing these things are on the map. Thanks. Nick, Ian, like it's yeah. it, watching it all occur is great because it means that the people love watching it. Yeah. I appreciate um, that, and you, do, you do it in a way with people that the other channels that talk about bodybuilding and fitness do where it's you're still reviewing people and reviewing what's going on and covering it all but there's 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 not a bunch of shit attached yeah um and it's just it's just for the sport and for the sport to grow itself it's yeah done in a different yeah. way i appreciate that man i think it's uh i think it's important it feels good to me to give these guys their own i've 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 become the platform which i'm, I'm yeah. happy about but it feels good to get everybody on and just let people hear how people think and how they, you know, different views on different things. And I think it's important to get uh, people connected to them in more ways than just the muscle. Right. So, sure. but going back to, but the reason I asked the question is the Arnold classic is coming up and it's going to be fucking crazy. I just heard William Bonax out, but then I also heard he's back in. So I don't know what the fucking truth is. I, I, I just saw the out. I was just like, Oh man, that opened up a big door. Well, he was a favorite to win. I saw that and then, well, actually someone told me about it a couple of days ago, but then somebody told me today that he's still on a list to have his tan done and he might be there. And I'm like, I have a list for tanning. <laughs> <laughs> he's still scheduled to tan. <laughs> hey, listen, he's still on schedule to tan. He might not be allowed in the fucking might, country, he might but <laughs> that bitch is ready to tan. I'm just saying, I heard he might still show up. So I don't want to, I don't want to put out bad information. No. Uh -uh. Wait, let's see. Let's see. Since you're here, we'll just see together. So is that statement on his page? Uh, it, no, it wasn't on his page. I think it was on, hold on. It was on one of the bodybuilding channels. RX muscle. RX. Shared that it. was done two hours ago. Well, it will and not compete. Okay. Well, I'm assuming that. If Dave is posting this, he must have spoken to William himself because Dave wouldn't just post this on a on a whim. No, uh -uh. So, I don't think so. Okay, so assuming uh, William is out, <sighs> now comes the tough part. You're gonna make some enemies. I've made so many enemies in this podcast. It's weird. Man, I made, fuck that shit. I've made so many friends, and I've also made so many enemies. So because... that's the thing, you know. I will say this. All right, listen. I had a tremendous fucking tiny short little career of uh doing a really good job i won some shows everything was great i didn't handle losing too well um if you lose the world is not over yeah it's it doesn't not. you know it doesn't feel like it at the time though but what i'm what i want every competitor listening whether no matter what i say everything's okay everything's okay you can come back and do another show. Even though you invested every ounce of yourself into it, I appreciate you. Even if there is trolls out there that say your fucking calves suck, you're ugly, you got a small dick, your ass wasn't perfect at the moment, it's okay. I still love you and I respect you. There's a lot of us out there. Just come back and do a good job. Um, I wish I would have had that more approach to it more and understand that even if people do fucking hate you, they're still talking about you and we love the sport. Yeah. That is every that's because no matter who I pick for my top three right now, I think they're all phenomenal. But I think that if they all three show up with their absolute best, no matter how they're placed, 
it's going to be awesome to see. Yeah. All right. Well, let me, before you go, let's knock this out real quick. Cause I got, I've gotten everybody's predictions and my predictions have changed like four times. I believe it. <laughs> uh, okay. So I think, where's the list? Where's the list there? Okay. Can you see that? Yeah. All right. So let's go down the list. Here. Only 11, huh? Only 11, but yeah, but it's like crazy competitive. Yeah. Arnold's man. not usually that big. I think I remember when I did the Arnold's all the, all I did it four times. And I think, yeah, yeah it was usually like 12. Yeah, around there, 12 to 15. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got everybody's stuff written down. So I know who to congratulate after. Dude, this is tough. This is really tough. I'm curious. What are we assuming that everybody shows up with their A game? Yeah, because I'm well, you can do that, or you can just say, Look, this is what I think. Because some of these guys don't show up their game, you can just yeah. do your, your best assessment. Because, um, the funny thing is, so when I do predictions and other guys on the podcast that I do the podcast with regularly do predictions, Nick and Ian always end up somewhere near the top, but I think it's a bias yeah. because we're friends with them. Not that they sure. can't, not that they can't win or that mm -hmm. they're not awesome, but I think just because inherently you're close to that guy, you're going to want yeah. to move them up right it's so, hard not to put those two in the fucking top now dude they deserve it they proved it that's right so i wonder sometimes when other people come on because evan didn't do that uh um, he put a kim up top he put he had ian in sixth which i i thought was mm. weird but this is what i mean it's the dynamic of not being on the podcast so maybe he's seeing it with a different lens than i'm seeing it so i'm Probably. interested i'm interested to see what you think all right, I'm gonna come out. I'm I'll come out and say this first. I'm a huge Nick Walker fan. Okay. I've been since the dude was an amateur. I remember talking to him up at Natural Body four year, three, four years ago. Um, like watching him and learning him. I'm like, man, this kid's this kid's a little bit of an animal. And yeah. he has it, he has a he he's he's a really good guy. Yeah. I couldn't be more happy to see someone succeed other than Nick. Like watching what he's doing, I'm 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 biased towards Nick because I really like him. Works really hard. He's just like everybody dedicated to this, but I, I, I mean, he is a one track minded individual and I respect what he's doing. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people feel that way about Nick because of his mindset and, and his yeah. attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, right now you could have any of these, you could have any of these. What is this? I'd probably say one, two, three, four. You could have any of these four, possibly five win this fucking show i agree 100 percent. it's there's no doubt you could have bro if a kim shows up 100 percent on yeah he might he might smoke everybody yeah but he doesn't show up 100 percent all the time so i'll remove him from number one for that reason kuklo and ian put on a fucking show yeah um so i think that right there could go back and forth and just I in think case, those just in case you don't know just to fill you in and fill in the people watching if they don't know apparently uh steve is down i think they've heard it on previous podcasts but i heard it again today that it's even more significant than i thought apparently he's much better than he was in, in texas as far as conditioning oh, really? as far as conditioning goes yeah that's so, exciting somebody said 10 percent better which is i'm like that's fucking that's huge <laughs> it's gonna be a show yeah it's gonna be a show um I, and again they put on a show and you you know everybody's like oh it should have been kuklo should have beat him this and that ian should have won this and that it's like i'm like i'm just glad they put on a show uh 
because I'm not involved in the money at all. I have no no ties to it other than my 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 appreciation for it. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, I think the dark horse is Sergio. Okay. I think that, that's fair. I think I think if Sergio shows up, he is so big that I think if he shows up in really really good shape, he might blow everybody away. Just because that. he uh, he's big, uh, but me personally, I'm gonna go ahead and put. Um, I was dead set on saying this because I knew you were going to ask me this question on here. I was going to be like, yeah, this is my top three. Um, I think if, I think personally, I think if Nick shows up in his absolute best, Nick wins. I think Nick wins. Okay. I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, I said that on a previous podcast because I think know, uh, I, I go ahead. I think if the dude nails it, I think he's going to be better than he was. Uh, I'll put, um, and now the Kuklo Ian thing got me because Ian's not going to be the same either. So I'm going to put, so does that mean we're putting Nick in first or are you still not sure? Yeah. Nope. We'll put, we'll go Nick. We'll go Nick, Kuklo, Ian, Sergio. Nick, Kuklo, Ian, and Sergio. Yep. And, uh, Justin, a- Justin Rodriguez doesn't suck. No. <laughs> No, not at all. He's fucking awesome. You know I mean? <laughs> it's not like yeah. and 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 a Kim, a Kim again, if he's on, he is he's crazy. But I'll put um who do you fuck. got fifth? Fifth. A Kim and then Justin. And that's because Bonac's not in it. So that means that means that. You, Akeem took sixth last year at the Olympia. Mm-hmm. He beat Ian last year at the Olympia. Akeem was motherfucking on just, at the just, Olympia. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't I know. know. I'm just saying too. <laughs> just make sure, before you lock these picks in, I just want to make sure you know. Akeem, Akeem beat Ian. Now, Ian might, me, Ian's probably a lot better than he was at the Olympia last year too. So, yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's different also. So, okay. This is a good list. This I mean, it's be, probably different. This might be, this might be the best list I got so far. Um, uh, again, and dude, I think it's, I think this is going to be a stupid competitive Arnold. I want to change my picks. I think it's going to be stupid competitive. Okay. I don't think, I mean, I'm, I do have to tell you that I'm absolutely horrible at betting on football too. <laughs> Listen, I picked I picked Ian, Ian to win, Bonac mm-hmm. second, so we can remove Bonac. Mm-hmm. So Ian, Nick, Akeem, Sergio, Steve. Okay. But now yeah. that I hear more and more about Steve, I'm like, ah, I think I might have fucked up. That that's the only I think that uh, but again, like I said, dude. I think any of those five guys could go and win the show. I know, I know. Like they, these guys aren't small. They're not inexperienced. They're not like they're not paying. They're not. They're not shitty in any way, shape, or form. There's not one part of them that you're like, ah, they suck. You can't say that about any of them. They're very complete. Yeah. They're. they're they've been in really good shape before. They've nailed it. They've strung together shows. So yeah. it's not like you can. You can't you can't say anything like 
What are you going to say about him? The other thing is there's a lot of pressure on these guys because they know where they place is going to matter a week later, or sorry, two weeks later at the Olympia. Right? Do you like think it's going to play to their advantage or disadvantage? These being on, so close to Depends on their mentality and what they know about their bodies. Like Ian knows that he gets better the more he competes. So it might work out. Harder. So it might work out for Ian. Now the same thing has happened to Steve if he is as good as everybody says he is, because he's better than he was in Texas. So does that mean he's gonna be even better? And it just I think it depends on the physique. Cause you know, there are some guys, yeah. if they compete too much, they start to go backwards. Yeah. And then there's other guys like Ian who if they compete more, they just get better and better. So I think what the biggest thing about it is it might be a mind fuck for people. Like, let's say, for example, like if just for example, let's say, let's say Nick takes fourth or Ian takes fourth or something. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, and he, and either one expected to win going into the Olympia. Does that mean if Steve Sergio and Nick beat Ian or if Steve Sergio and Ian beat Nick, does that mean they think, Oh fuck, I'm going to lose to them at the Olympia or does that drive them harder? Cause then you have this whole, mind game thing right i think that these gentlemen are experienced enough and i think that the people in this arnold are some of the most driven people in bodybuilding today i don't think that any of them are going to take it as like a negative loss i think they take it as okay dickhead i'm gonna fucking come back yeah i'm coming harder because they're they have that mentality dude i i love that you uh i love that about steve so steve I thought Steve looked amazing in Texas and him and Ian oh. put up, him and Ian put on an amazing show. Legit. Yes. Yeah. And I think Ian edged him out on conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, I think it's awesome that Steve's like, okay, motherfucker, I'll be back. And he's like way better. <laughs> Apparently he's well, way better. If, if people were saying he's, that's the only reason that that blipped into my head. Yeah. Cause I'm like, yeah. man, the only thing that was different was just Ian was a little bit sharper. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, cause they're, they're, they're both huge. They're both shredded. Yeah. They're both, they both have great shape. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's at that point, you're looking at those, you're looking at the minor details. Those minor details win shows. Yeah. It's funny because they're all, I know they're different physiques. So this may sound like a weird thing to say, but they're all similar size and they all mm-hmm. get crazy conditioning. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's very hard to pick them apart to, to see who's really going to be able to take it until you see them Bro. standing there. Three years ago, this was not the conversation for open bodybuilding. I know, right? Isn't that great? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I'm like this right now. What people are watching and why it's so cool with what you do is this is exciting. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are a lot of people are connected to Ian and Nick because of the podcast. So they feel like their own they feel like their buddy is competing. So (laughs) like my friend Nick is competing. Meanwhile, you know, they're just fans of the podcast, right? So it's like But they, oh, yeah. they had, they have a, like a real connection to, I read the comments and people are like, Ian, Nick's going to win. Ian's going to, and they discount everybody else. Yes. But I think it's a bias because of the connection, right? That's the fun part of it. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be. And you're not supposed to get all upset or turn or, I mean, you should get upset because this is your, your life and you're putting it into it. But at yeah. the same time, looking back at everything I did, you got to remember, this is an entertainment industry. Yeah. We're, we're, we're putting this on for people. They escape their daily life that really sucks right now because of everything going on in society. They, you guys are their escape. Yeah. Take pride in it, handle yourself well, and put on a fucking show. Be the, be the baddest motherfucker you can be. Did you think of it that way when you were competing though? Cause I never Fuck did. No, no, <laughs> okay, okay. that's why I'm saying it. 
I'm saying it. I I want them to hear it. I want them to know it. Like as a, if I was hired as a consultant to help uh, what people I'd be like, dude, you guys need to go put on a show because Jay Cutler and Lee Priest, we use Lee Priest. Lee Priest was never the greatest bodybuilder, but back in our day, like everybody loved Lee. Nobody, you didn't, there was no connection because the internet didn't exist, but people loved them because they were just able to like connect short guy. Yeah, you know, he, said, whatever, he said the right shit too. He said things that weren't popular and people liked that. Yes. And then the yeah. same with Jay. Like Jay's career was massive because he was the second best. And he handled himself and he put on a show wherever he went. And um, you know, I remember telling Nick whenever before he turned pro, I was like, bro, I was like, make sure you play this mutant card. I was like, yeah. make sure you play the free card because there's not as you progress, there's going to be no one like you in the industry. There won't be one. And then I'm like, you know, do guest posings, this, that, this, that. And then literally the next year, he's like, like kind of COVID fuck that up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I think basically what you're saying, if to dwindle it down is the personalities matter because oh, Nick's, Nick's the mutant. That's yeah. His physique is mutant like, but it's his personality. So it's like you want you want the guys to know that they should show who they are, dude. Don't that yeah. it, a, a, every bit of it. Yeah. And whenever you're on stage, um, you know they they've all have way more experience and everything. But I've been a fan of bodybuilding for 20 years now, and I will always be a fan of it. And just me watching it and what I invest myself into it, just by being a fan, all these people are, and they love watching a good show. And, and you guys as competitors don't get involved in the bullshit, the trolling on the internet, let them do it for you. Let everybody get in there and argue about why you suck. <laughs> Whatever you don't, it's These just, guys can't do that. Have you ever seen Ian on a fucking, uh, on a feed somewhere? Just lose bro, his shit. He, he, I'm, I'm, I see that and I'm like, bro, calm down. He loves to stir you're, up shit though. He's good though. He's good phenomenal. with the entertainment. He's good with the entertainment shit though. Cause he, as long as that's what I mean, he, he is, he's able to perform. You know what I mean? He, he stirs he's it up. able, yeah, he's able to do that, but then go out there and, and actually throw it all on the line and be like, I'm fucking hard as nails. Yeah. There's no stress in this fucking body. I'm here to fuck you up. Yeah. 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 So that's still good. Yeah. Crazy. Seth, I appreciate everything. I uh, appreciate you coming on, man. It's been a long time since we talked. Fuck. Yeah. I don't want to, I want to ask you a few more questions, but it's been a while. So I'm going to, yeah. what do you want to do? You want to, you got, you got a busy day. I just want to ask you how the business is going. Everything is going very well. Thank you. Yeah. We, um, we're very, we're very happy with the business. Um, we've, we're doing things that I never thought we'd do. Axe and Sledge is, um, it's, it's, it's growing to a point that uh, it's awesome to see because my business partners are taking this to a new level. Okay. Uh, uh, we're going into GNC. We've been in, we're in every single GNC in the entire world. Uh, awesome. Or at least in the country and then all of the military bases. So our goal is to be a very big global brand, uh, mm-hmm. but not lose any of our quality. Sure. Because we, as you know, you and I as competitors and so many other people know that Brands that do that, they typically lose quality. They typically lose their essence. They lose their feel. But ever since I created this with my business partners, I wanted to create something that they're that you don't lose that. Yeah, I get it. And and in in, in real big business, you've got to be a little bit of a fucking you got to be an animal. 
Um, and my goal has been to set a standard with how Axe and Sledge does business. So that way more brands can follow, more brands can get on the same shelves as Axe and Sledge and be a better example for how things should be done so the consumer wins. Yeah. Because the consumers are the ones that should be purchasing and having fun and being excited to go to the gym with a great product, whether it's Hostile, Axe and Sledge, yeah. or, or whomever. The goal is for everybody to uh, enjoy their days, enjoy their workouts. I mean, that's what I did when growing up. It was like you went in the GNC or you went into a store and you're like, what do you got new? <laughs> and, and, and I think that the bigger that this brand grows and does business a certain way, the better it will be for the industry, for other companies to follow and do those same things. So now the stores will be filled with quality brands. Yeah, The stores will be filled with quality brands. The, the internet won't be full of just complete fucking digital marketing scams. It'll be good shit. And you embody that because everything that you're doing um, has quality on the forefront, just yeah. like us. It's been, it's about the consumer. Yeah. You might pay a little more money for our products, but you're getting a better product. Yeah, exactly. Do you feel like one of the things that's always bothered me about the newer era of doing business and this, like my entire life, I've kind of witnessed it in, in various areas, not just bodybuilding is tricking the customer. Yeah. It's like the way to be the biggest company is who can trick the customer the best. Can you, can you make them think that you're the greatest, but not spend the money to be the greatest? Yes. And that's kind of like the thing, no matter what industry, it's like, you know, uh, you can see it in the food industry, you see it in the, like wherever you look, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I have like a real distaste for that. Yeah. Like I really, it really bothers me. And it's the one thing I think, and I think you're that way too. And, you know, I, I, I tell people, if you're going to buy products, you know, try buying from bodybuilders. Cause generally I feel like, you know, John's company, your company, uh, Jeff Long's company, like there's a definite, yeah. you know, Sergio's company, there seems to be more care put into the products with less trickery involved. Yes. We're not, you're, you don't, you do the same thing. All those people you just mentioned, nobody gives out huge discounts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the reason of course. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was going to say, cause you fucking can't. <laughs> yeah. you can't because yeah. the quality of the product is so great that we don't want to discount ourselves and all the work that we put in and the quality of ingredients yeah. at some point everybody has to grow up and really and buy into quality of everything they do in life and it's really like you just said like whenever you're ever in some they're trying to trick you and it's like if you feel like you're you're being a little scammed, you fucking are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how about like maybe before you buy something, you're like the pre-workout that I'm going to take. I should probably take something that's good for me, but makes me feel good. So yeah. read the ingredients. Do you recognize them? Research them, look into them, and then look at the competitor that you're looking at. Yeah. And whatever you just named, like you, me, John, uh, uh, fucking, uh, Jeff, Jeff Long. Yeah, there's a, uh, you line, those, you yeah. line, you line the non-stim pre-workouts up. You're like, well, they all look pretty fucking good to me. Yeah. yeah. There's a similar, right, well, yeah. now you have your selection that you're going to choose from. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and that's been, uh, it's been super cool because going in the GNC has exploded our brand and we've gone to the seminars. Uh, I've spoke at the executives, uh, their seminar that they hold. Yeah. Um, we've gone down to it and it was like, this is who we are. Like I spoke in front of corporate GNC. I was going to ask you, so how, how many people are in the audience at this thing? 
There was probably about there was probably about fifty five people, fifty five executives on. Yeah. It was for the East Coast. It was for half of America. Are you on and, a stage uh, or in a room? I'm in a big giant conference room. Okay, and, and you, uh, how long did you speak for? Probably about thirty five minutes. Holy fuck! Seriously? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was. It was like they because this they were they bring in. So uh, what happened was for us, uh, we went into all the franchises first yeah. because uh, I was like, you know, corporate America, I don't know, I'm easy about this. I don't fucking like you. But <laughs> franchises after COVID, they were like, we need foot traffic. Yeah. Need foot traffic. Well, GNC is very big. Yeah. Very big. Bigger than I thought they were. Um, so again, inventory control became a huge thing with us. But yeah. we went into GNC franchise and they loved it. Loved it. They were ordering when they kind of weren't supposed to be ordering, but they're like, fuck it. We need foot traffic. We need a new brand. Yeah. And this brand is hot and you guys are great. You do, you do things differently. Sure. And we're like, yeah, good job. You know, we'll take your money and send your product. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so it works. So, um, but, and it, it worked out really well. And then corporate was like, Hey, like, what do we got to do? What do you guys need? How do we help? Um, and we, we put a, we put a plan together, uh, Pat let it up, put a plan together with him and Mike. And, uh, and then they were like, we'd like you to speak at our, at our conference. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. This is great. I, no problem. We'll all go down and do it. And then I'm like, like after we got off, got off the call and everything, I looked at everybody. I'm like, y'all want me to speak yeah. at a corporate event. Yeah. Like I get to be me, right? Like I'm. <laughs> We're understanding this shit, Just, piss, fuck it all. The whole thing. It's all coming, right? Everybody gets this. <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, yes, be that. Because I'm like, okay, I'm cool. Otherwise I was going to be like, I really don't, I don't, I think maybe one of you should, you know, you yeah. guys should talk to me because I'm just going to come out. I'm going to say that I'm going to say the fucked up shit. Yeah. And they're like, nope, let it rip. So we went down and uh, I just told our story, you know, yeah. about what we care about and how we hold ourselves to a high standard and this and that. The CEO was there. Everybody's there. And the one table, like I, I was letting it fly. And I'm like, and right now, HR probably fucking loves me. And everybody in the room looked at the HR table. <laughs> and there's four people at this table. I'm like, you guys are HR, huh? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, good to what see you guys. Fuck? But um, no, it's been a really good relationship with them. Uh, but what I noticed is uh, the, they love us because people come in, they don't know about the brand, and then people come back and say what a great brand it is. They yeah. rebuy, they're excited. Quality protein, like, it, you, you know, your protein kills. Yeah. If you have a good protein, people continue to buy. And that's the greatest thing as a company you can do is have repeat customers because of your quality. Yeah. And that's where they're like, we haven't had a brand like this in a long time. It's really great to feel that. And we, as, as, and, and, and we tell all, all of our employees all about what's happening in the company and they're like, yeah. they, they wear it. It's, it's really awesome. But that's not, but that's kind of GNC's fault when they say like, we haven't had a brand like this in a long time. I feel like they always search out the, so I don't, I don't know how to put it, the marketing brands, I guess. What I will say is this, Fuad, um, one of the biggest things is what we, what I've learned, uh, we have at least me, you know, Pat's done business forever in this, uh, yeah. but sourcing and inventory control sure. for the level of GNC is unbelievable. I can't imagine. It is, um, yeah. right now we have about, we have about 52,000 square feet of warehouse space yeah. and it fills up quicker and quicker. Yeah. And I'm like, holy fuck. 
because it's yeah. it's intense and we then we we do we do a lot of direct ships from the manufacturer sure. um and it's still intense and the level of business that they do um but again it, we had to be prepared for this yeah. we, we we it didn't happen within a couple months it took of course took almost, oh yeah to yeah. be just prepared and plan for finances plan for uh, inventory, yeah. not only ordering inventory, but also warehousing the inventory. Sure. So it's been a big process. And what, what, what I'm excited about is like, again, showing people, showing people like this can be done. Yeah. But the reason that I, the reason like why GNC like said this thing is because a lot of those people that are those brands to be able to handle that, they might not be the, the most sound Yep. business people you I know what I mean I was just thinking to myself when you were saying that I'm like it's not something a small company could do you would have to mm -hmm. be at a certain level already before you could afford the inventory get the inventory manufactured get all the planning done get the shipping there like it it would take yeah I mean you guys kind of hit it on the right stride because you've already been in business for four years now it will be three and a half three and a half yeah so you're we'll kind of busy yeah yeah, you're in that place where you're I could see that being us at that time. Like if that if that happened to us right now, I'd be like, I don't know if we're ready for that. It's you know it but... was yeah, it, it's because we were we whenever whenever we were doing the franchises, even then, whenever we're like, I mean, bro, there's there's eighteen hundred franchise stores. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking stores. And if each store has six proteins, you're like, oh bitch. <laughs> you just need six cans of protein for those. That's just for the your stores. Yeah, that's just yeah. for your stores. Holy fuck! Yeah, how much space do we have left in the warehouse? That's yeah. not enough. Yeah, yeah. So, but again, uh, the way I say it is, is, and it all sounds great from a monetary value standpoint and all this, but it's a revolving inventory, and sure. and and it's great to make all that money, but you also have to reinvest because you're pushing for your company to grow to get to bigger to bigger levels and invest in yourselves. Yeah. Because it's just like, you know, betting on yourself, dude, this is something we're betting on ourselves. And the bigger the business, the more the, the, the more stress that comes along with it. Yeah, um, of course. But and we're excited because we have a lot of great relationships and we want to show people how 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 to do things right. Yeah, we want to yeah. we want to make sure that these companies know that quality brands can do good business. I think you guys are doing that, man. I think, you know, you said you've been around three and a half, four years now and yeah, you've been very consistent you know, since I've seen you guys start, you've been very consistent in the message, very consistent in the way things look, your supplements, Thank I mean, you. everything, everything is, is awesome, man. So yeah, no, it's great. No, and the same for you, dude. It's, it's whenever I saw the new pro, whenever I saw the protein drops coming, yeah. they're like proteins back in stock. I'm like nothing better than seeing something out of stock for a Holy long time. Fuck. Dude, I was so <laughs> angry. I'm like, they're excited. It's, it's this, this time. It's like, it's never been like this before, man. They're like, the lead times to get stuff done and there's just so much uh, back end shit to discuss but yeah lids so, lids. lids on fucking canisters yeah i mean maybe we should maybe this is good that we're talking about so people know what the fuck we're what what actually goes on like because people are like why are you out of protein for so long and i'm like it's the fucking lids <laughs> it's the lids people, so, people like ah, oh, people we saw people in our in our in our group are like oh went cheap on the lids huh getting new lids because they're cheaper and i'm like bitch there wouldn't be a product without these lids yeah yeah there's only lids available yeah bro it's it's a wild time wild time right now for sourcing for the simple things yeah the, so 
people who don't know what we're talking about the literally the lids that you screw on top of your protein tub they were out of every manufacturer was out of them for like fucking months yes and so it was holding up everything and i think it's funny because you know companies do their best to keep customers happy oh yeah and customers get upset and it's like i'm trying my best man i swear to you i'm up all fucking day and night trying to figure oh, I've, yeah. I've contacted 30 fucking people i can't do anything i can't do anything about <laughs> my favorite thing is if you're new like yeah. say you you're, you're about to do business with somebody you've never done business and you're like yeah. hello this is Fuad Aviard with House House House. And you're like, I don't give a fuck who you are. What do you want? You're like, well, I'm calling about lids. You're calling about lids. So is everybody else. Yeah. And you're like, so I'm not important. Fuck yeah. me, right? That's I'm right. just going to go fuck myself in the bathroom now. Okay, sounds yeah. good. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, we, we got to a point where I was like, let's do bags. I actually, right? could, I actually considered yeah. doing bags. And then we were going to do the bags. Yeah. But I didn't want to do a bag that wasn't at least printed nicely, like have a nice like label on it, shit, right? right? So I discussed the bags and they're like, the bags are going to take as long as the lids are going to get here. I'm like, like, well, fuck, right? Dude, we did the same thing with our homemade because it's six, it's, it's six, over six pounds. And I'm like, yeah. oh, we should look into bags. But then Pat was like, listen, he's like, bags are great. He's like, they're great for putting in boxes, for shipping reasons, all these things. He's like, but they're going to tear. And I'm like, is that what you're worried about for real? He was, he, he said that there's a, uh, he would use some type of percentage, like, uh, I want to oh, say already like a, a, like a yeah, yeah. 6%, something like that of, of, yeah. of, uh, issues you're going to have with that. So if you run a thousand, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that's a lot. And I would assume, I yeah. And I would assume it's like different than like glutamine or something. Cause like, if you're going to do it in glutamine, it's like a 500 gram bag. It's not mm -hmm. heavy. It's not heavy. It's not a About big deal. Six and a half pounds. But, yeah. but uh, we, we did the same thing. We were looking at bags because we're like, maybe we should start looking at bags and this and that. And then they were, and then Pat's like, he's like, yeah, but he's like the, the, uh, the damage rate's high. Yeah. And the only reason we, we trust him because he was in manufacturing for 12 years. So I was like, all right, let's, we might, again, it's, you but you have to leave the options open because if lids hold up your, your product, you're like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah, yeah. I just, it's, it's good that we're having this conversation though, because I think people, I, I really feel like they think it's easier than it is. It's really not, especially like right now at this time, it's like, it, it, it's in. What are your, so many, what, are you, what are your lead times like? Right now? Yeah. We're, 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 Go ahead. We're doing a great job. Everybody. And again, what happens is everybody has to remember these manufacturing companies, they don't have 20 employees. Yeah. They have, they have lots of employees and turnover rate could be high. So that's where, especially at a time whenever labor is unreal right now, yeah, dude, and it, it, it's uh, right now we're lead times anywhere between sixteen or uh, six and twelve weeks, that's fourteen weeks. That's no, we were because we're also in a growth phase, so we're talking about looking at other manufacturers to see what we can do because you never want to leave all your eggs in one basket. Sure, and it's hard to nail the same exact product from a, another okay. manufacturer. Hundred percent. Yeah. And then you call another manufacturer and they tell you 24 weeks and you're like, excuse me, what was that? <laughs> yeah. We're not, you said 24 we're, weeks? Yeah, we're not there, but like, so when people, if people listening that just so, cause we're kind of using like terminology, if you don't know what we mean from the time I call the manufacturer and say, I want protein, the lead time is normally if it's a reorder, like what, four to six weeks Yeah, in, in like the normal phase of time. But yeah. now it's like, 
fucking 12 to 16, even possibly 20. So 20 weeks, I'm like, excuse me, that's half the year. Yeah. Right. So you're trying to plan for half the year. So you're like, I got to buy all this shit now because you can, yeah, it's like, it's so hard. Like I can't, I can't imagine trying to start now. Like, yeah. We're like, yeah. not, that, not that we're old or anything, but we kind of are moving along. Yeah. We relationship. Along. You pay yeah. your bills, you, you yeah. sell a product. They know you sell and you pay your bills. You're, you, yeah. you're good people. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a wild time. Interesting times, man. Okay. Uh, Seth, I appreciate you coming on, dude. I appreciate you shooting the shit and always being so forthright with all the information and giving people uh, something to learn about every time we're on. I always um, thank you for having me on, dude. This is always fun. Anytime, dude. When are we gonna? Is when these restrictions get lifted? Are we gonna do something? Yes, I'd like to. When are you gonna buy your truck? Um, tomorrow, (laughs) two o'clock, January, February, March. Probably like March (laughs) or April. (laughs) She gets over it. (laughs) Well, restrictions should be over then by then in communist communist Canada. So yeah. All right, dude. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. Brother, thank you. Thank okay, you. brother. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find Hostile and myself. And lastly, check out Hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear. Thanks again for watching.